Sports Addicted to sports A married man's guide to sports addiction Hey! Hello and welcome back to the Married Man's Guide to Sports Addiction episode 19 Today is September 14th, 2016 How are you guys? Woo! It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. Um, you know, I don't want to burn myself out on it. I don't want to make promises I can't keep. So today felt like a good day to do a podcast. And as the kids get back in school, I'll get a better schedule down. I promise. But uh, oh, with a kid in high school, a kid in junior high, and a kid in elementary, um, god damn, my schedule is all over the place. It really is. It really is. The only thing that remains, con- that remains constant in my life is uh, is sports. Sports and sports and sports. Because sports don't sports don't abandon me. They change, but they stay the same. And uh, I need that right now. I'm not going to lie. So, before we even get into this, let me tell you how, how much my life has changed. Because my oldest is now in high school. And that means that she's surrounded by not only dudes who are her age now, but dudes that, you know, are 17, 18 years old. She's around young adults all day. And uh, I know what these dudes want. And if I think about it, I'd have to poke my mind's eye out with a fork. So, I don't know. I, she came home one day, and she was telling her sisters a story. And she was standing in the vending machine line, the queue there, and uh, the bottle of water didn't have a label on it for how much it was. So she asked the the kid in front of her how much the water was, because he just bought one. He said it was a dollar. And then he must have looked at my daughter and said, oh, well, if you don't mind, I'll buy the bottle of water for you. And that was it. She came home and she, you could just see it in her face. That she all she she got it she she understood that this dude just from looking at her was ready to buy her a drink. Now I got to give her credit. The way she told the story, she declined and paid for her own water. Um, but it's already started. These motherfuckers didn't even give me a week. They didn't even give me a week for her to get adjusted for me to get adjusted. This guy came right up and just said, "Let me buy you a drink. I got this." I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And if I think about those things too much, oh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a long, long stretch of my life here, folks. I, having daughters in, in high school, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. But sports don't abandon me. You know what sports don't do? Sports don't ask my girls if they want me to, I want to buy them a drink. Sports just are sports. And yeah, that's what I need. Oh, it's been a heavy, heavy, heavy few weeks, man. <laughs> oh, this is it's just fast forward. Here we go. You got kids in high school. Here you go. But uh I just want to say uh as we get this podcast started, if you um if you hear any construction noises, I apologize. They're doing construction in my apartment complex. Um you know, being a part-time blogger and a podcaster means I pretty much have to live in an apartment complex. So that's kind of comes with the territory. Uh, they've kind of calmed down a little bit here in the last half hour, so 
hopefully, hopefully we get some podcasting in without too much interruption. And if my youngest comes home and uh, barges in, I'll have to stop swearing for 10 seconds and tell her to go sit somewhere else. So <laughs> that's my schedule right now. I can't, I can't believe how I got, I mean, everything is goddamn micromanaged. <clears throat> everything I do all day. I mean, it's down to, I mean, groups of minutes is like my, my, my threshold now for getting things done and for getting kids and for getting this in as we're, we're going to see, we're going to see. All right, guys. Hey, and I, I also want to say, you know, that last, that last podcast was pretty personal on my part and, um, I appreciate all the feedback I got. It seems like, um, every married dude that's, uh, that listens to this podcast has a similar story. You know, uh, some guys have come through it and they're on the other side. Some guys are going through it. And, um, you know what I, what I told, uh, you know, one buddy online, um, I just said, Hey, I, I understand. It's, it's kind of that crazy thing when you're, when you're having a married, uh, married man's issue, um, you know, people really will only talk to you about marital problems after the marriage is over. Because it almost feels like you're on an island when you're going through it. Because nobody wants to talk with you honestly about your marriage or your problems or your issues while you're going through it. It's almost like people think it's a disease. Like, if I talk to you about your shitty marriage right now, I'm going to catch it and I'm going to have a shitty marriage. Um, so yeah, it's a lonely time. And uh, I went through a lonely time and come out the other side and... I'm better man for it, but uh, I do appreciate all you guys. I'm um, just kind of chiming in on that. It, it took me by surprise, and um, I'm glad I I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I put myself out there a little bit and uh, owned up to why I've been, you know, kind of MIA for a while. Um, but things are good, and things remain good. You know, in case you were wondering, um, things remain good. You know, I think we we went through what we went through, and now having um, to protect daughters from random 16-year-old boys slinging dick. Um, we're, we're back and united, and we have a mission to protect our children from nasty boys trying to sling dick. And it's a, it's a sacred mission. Uh, we're, we're taking it very seriously. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it. Like I remember what high school was like, and it was just, some dudes had a free-for-all, and the girls whose parents gave a damn um, weren't being tagged up. Let's put it that way. So we're trying our best to give a two dams so that our girls don't have to go through that bullshit. All right, let's get to the sports. Let's get to the sports. Well, let's kind of get to sports, because here's here's the big thing this week. It's been a big thing for a couple weeks. It's this, this national anthem debate, and... Uh, I just think it's the biggest, most hypocritical, shitty argument about what Colin Kaepernick is doing from the other side. Because first of all, I don't give a I don't give two shits whether somebody uh, stands up during the national anthem or not. I don't. Uh, I think it's ridiculous we have a national anthem before everything. If you go to rally cross, if you go to arena football. Rookie League Baseball, everything's got a national anthem. And it's weird. It's weird. I went to a rodeo one time that had a national anthem. And national anthem has nothing to do with a sporting event. And I, I, 
I, I read one time someplace that they've started doing that in sporting events to you know, kind of drum up some some patriotic you know response during a war or something. It's weird in the first place. But here's the thing. How many national anthems have you watched sitting on your couch over the course of your lifetime? Now, I've watched Super Bowls with preachers. I've watched World Series, you know, games with people from the military. I, Whatever, biggest sporting events, the most conservative or whatever people you can imagine. Nobody stands up during the national anthem when you're watching it at home. Nobody does that. And if you know somebody who does that, I guarantee you think they're weird. I guarantee you, if you ever saw somebody standing up during the Super Bowl party, put their hand over their heart for the national anthem in front of a crowd, you think that person's weird. So we've already decided, we've already decided that watching it and hearing it from your house is exempt. But if you're at the stadium and you hear it through the live speakers, you are non-exempt then. What kind of fucked up argument is that? And so I'm watching the, you know, the Monday Night Football game. And there's Colin Kaepernick taking a bended knee. And everybody's all up in arms. Can't believe this guy's not standing up saluting the flag. Meanwhile, there's 10 fucking photographers not even looking at the flag. They're on bended knee taking pictures of Colin Kaepernick. So the photographers and the media are exempt from the national anthem as long as they're covering somebody who shouldn't be exempt from the national anthem. What are you, are you goddamn serious? Meanwhile, nobody at home watching that Monday Night Football game stood up for the national anthem. Like, nobody did that. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how we have this, this factory of people now who are just professionally offended. And that's not my term. A lot of people use that term. You know, people who are professionally offended. I'm not professionally offended about some bullshit. I, I just, I'm, I'm not. I mean, because every stadium experience, people don't all stand the same. I mean, it's just, it's weird. It's weird that we picked this guy out. Now, he did it for attention because he had a message to, spe- to, to say, okay? Great. Free speech, man. It's free speech as long as your employer doesn't fire you, then whatever. I'm, I'm cool with that. <coughs> Excuse me. But this national obsession with, with social and patriotic protocol and this patriotic shaming and uh, the, the weird response that people get. I just, I mean, Kid Rock in concert saying fuck Colin Kaepernick for not standing at the national anthem. And I can guarantee you that Kid, you know, Kid Rock at some point in his life has watched a Super Bowl on TV and he probably did not stand up, put his hand over his heart while, you know, some pop singer sang a five-minute rendition of the national anthem. I guarantee you that didn't happen. <coughs> God damn it. Got something in my throat and no water. First world problems. All right. So that's just me. I don't know. I mean, if you have a problem with why he's doing it, then maybe that's the bigger issue. Maybe that's the bigger issue. Like, if he was protesting that because we didn't pass, you know, that uh, first responders bill or something, and it was in protest against the National Anthem to get, you know, attention on the firefighters and the policemen who didn't get their, 
their proper due after what they did. Would the whole would the whole thing just? I, I bet I bet you the whole conversation would change. I honestly bet you the whole conversation would change because he's talking about black people. It it creates some kind of a weird response in people. It really does, and I I just I our country is just. Can we just call it broken? Can we just say it's fucking broken? Just a bunch of pussy ass people. I mean, Clint, Clint Eastwood got in trouble for that a, a little while ago. Because I don't, I don't think Clint Eastwood's a, the Trump guy, you know, so to speak, as much as he's just a cranky old conservative guy. But in that interview with his son, he did. I think it was for Esquire. He's like, it's just a pussy ass generation, and it really is. It really is. I just, just stop being pussies. Stop making my national fucking Monday Night Football television screen be about whether this guy should be standing up or not or whatever. Whatever. God damn it. I just, it's, to me, it's the biggest non-issue. That and Mexican fans screaming puto every time somebody kicks a ball. Oh my God, they're offending gays. No, they're just calling the guy a puto. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> you guys just learned that word and what it translates to, like, three weeks ago. Calm down. It means some things are just not worth getting offended over. Because you're not going to change it. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And then, so let's just carry that forward. Let's just carry that that whole thing just a little bit further. Um, did you guys see that somebody rushed the stage uh, when Ryan Lochte was, was dancing, uh, dancing with the Stars? Now, I didn't see it. Because um, I have two functioning testicles which prohibit me from watching Dancing with the Stars. So I didn't see it live, and I didn't see the replay. But I heard it was a big deal. Like, he was, like, almost crying and this whole thing. And he was... Somebody somebody wanted to protest Ryan Lochte. Do you know how absurd that is? What? Okay, so he lied. Um... He threw some people under the bus. He got, but he got in trouble. Like he got suspended. He lost his endorsements. What more do you want from the guy? Like, what did he do that's so worthy of being, you know, protest worthy? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, just sit down. I'm doing a podcast. Just sit down there for a Okay. All right, all right, all right. Youngest one is home. Bus actually came early today. I'm kind of surprised. Anyway, we just have people that are professionally offended. I just Ryan Locke is a fucking tool. Let's not let's not mince words. The guy's a tool, but he's not so much of a tool that I would risk getting arrested to protest. What did, what the hell would you be protesting about? <laughs> that he lied, that he tried to get some Brazilian police officers in trouble. I mean, they found out real quick that he was lying, and he paid the consequence. Um. He was drunk. Like, the dude was drinking and sober. He's not intelligent. So he said a bad lie and then just kept it going. That's worthy of protest now? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it's it's gone too far, people. If you know people in your life who are just professionally offended, it's time to start cutting them out. It is. I'm calling it. Uh, if I find somebody in my life that's professionally offended, I'm just, I'm just cutting them out. And in fact... If I find somebody in my life that watches Dancing with the Stars, I'm, I'm cutting them out, too, because that's that's some bullshit. Life is too short to watch Dancing with the Stars on any level. 
I don't care if Aaron Andrews is uh, doing play-by-play commentary. Uh, Dancing with the Stars is just, nope, too short. Can't do it. All right. Since my daughter is home, and I probably shouldn't be screaming F-bombs across the room, um, but I'm sure I still will at some point, um, the story of the week for me, uh, in case you've missed it, Everton are tied for second place in the league. Um, and I, I almost have no words. You know, I've said it before that uh, really the only team that makes me cry uh, is Everton. Like, I, I get really, really weird when I watch Everton play. Um, and I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what kind of elicits that emotional response. But I will throw shit. Like, if we're not pl- I mean, Martinez... When he was coaching the team, we just couldn't have like potted flowers and vases hanging out because I would, I want to throw shit when we're just being, you know, a bunch of jackasses out there on the field. But when we win, or if we, you know, like a brutal, you know, gut wrenching loss that you know, stolen from us at the end of the game or something, I mean, I get choked up. I mean, I get those little like stinging tears in the sides of your eyeballs and you try to blink them away, but they still, I mean, I, love that team. I love that team. And uh, to see them under Koeman uh, doing so well, acting like a professional club, performing to the level that they should be expected to perform at, um, is, is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, you know, do I feel bad, <clears throat> you know, for Sunderland and uh, David Moyes? Uh, yeah, I do. You know, in case, you know, if you don't know, um, former Everton coach, um, you know, was the team was the guy coaching the team we just beat three nothing. Um, I liked Moisey, I did. Um, hey, he was you know he was the coach for the longest you know in my history with the team. So I felt bad for him, but uh, oh, I'm so excited about the direction we're going. I'm just I'm thrilled. I am thrilled to think that we are sitting you know just a just behind Man City, tied on points with with Chelsea, you know, sitting above uh, Man U right now. Um, And coupling that with what you saw Leicester do that, you know, last year, is you just, every time you start to think about it, in your mind you do the Jim Carrey thing where you're just like, so you're telling me there's a chance. And there's a chance. There's a chance. (laughs) You know? We got a cake schedule coming up. I mean, we got just gimmies coming up. And for the first time in forever, I don't look at Everton as the team that's going to throw away the gimmies. Like, I don't look at them as like, oh, we're just going to overlook, you know, playing a team like Stoke or playing a team like Southampton. Or we're not, we're, we're just not that team personality wise anymore. And it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. And I couldn't be having a better time this year watching football. It's great. It's just, it's wonderful. I just want to throw that in there. I mean, yes, I'm still watching uh, a shit ton of League MX. um, But, yeah, Everton are my jam. (laughs) And, you know, I still keep up with the MLS a little bit. um, Out of contractual obligation to finish this year out uh, for certain article writing purposes. But... Boy, the MLS is missing out. They just, I mean, they really are. 
they're just missing out. It's it's tough, you know. I don't really have a domestic league to actively cheer for, um, like I cheer for Everton. It's it's too bad. Ah, what could have been? What should have been? All right, guys. I'm gonna keep this one short since the kids are home. Oh, the, little, the littlest one is home. That's kind of nice. It's nice having just one of them home at a time. You can kind of get that one-on-one time with them. Um, I'm going to go this little short. Uh, you can find my articles. I write um, the fixtures article along with the MLS article over at uh, fantasyfootball247.co.uk. And I write a tips article and host a podcast over on fplbet.com. And I swear at some point I'm going to turn Sporting Sanchez into something... Um, a little bit more than it's what it's used for now. It's just kind of a placeholder. But, uh, hey, I, I do appreciate, again, uh, all the kind words. Um, I appreciate, you know, the, the interaction we have. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Guy underscore M underscore Sanchez. I know that's a lot to say. It's not a lot to type. Um, I don't want to change it. I'm sorry. Or you can email me over at uh, gmosesnow at uh, gmail.com. Oh, and that's it, guys. We will uh, talk to you next week. Maybe the week after. Something big happens. I'll just start I'll just start podcasting. I don't know. I'll just wait for something cool to happen and then talk about that. Instead of putting on a schedule and trying to find uh, some bullshit to talk about if nothing happened. That's hard to do. Alright guys. We'll talk later. Bye.